Hello, this is Dr. Ned Hallowell, and welcome to Dr. Hallowell's wonderful world of different. Today, I have a, a dear friend on. She's a really a brilliant woman who has uh, paved a path for herself that is indeed quite different. She she has illustrious credentials, and you know, is a trained physiatrist and on the faculty of the Harvard Medical School, but. Her different path is she was always interested in promoting health. You know, doctors are specialists in pathology. And as you know, those of you who know my work, I've, I've tried to emphasize health in my work with ADHD and other conditions. And Beth, her name is Elizabeth Frades, also Beth Frades. She wanted to help people be well and not just go to the doctor when they're sick but maybe not have to go to the doctor because they work at being well. And if everyone did that, our health budget would plummet and we would also be happier, live longer. And, you know, it makes just all the sense in the world. So she committed herself to that when she started in 2008, that career path that, you know, the old fogies look down upon because, you know, doctors are supposed to take care of sick people and she wanted them not to become sick. So an independent, strong woman she is, and off she went. Well, she was just elected president of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, which is the largest growing medical specialty we have, now over 7,000 members. And think, when she started, there were maybe seven members. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a burgeoning field that makes all the sense in the world. You know, if we can promote wellness, we won't have to deal with getting sick so much. She also teaches. She's a masterful teacher. She, she loves her work. She loves life. She loves her husband, her children, her hobbies, her garden, you know, everything she does and touches, she just lights up and, and spreads. So without further ado, let me introduce my wonderful friend and learned colleague, Dr. Beth Frades. Thank you so much, Dr. Hallowell, for having me. What a really fabulous introduction you just gave me. Thank, thank you so much. Most well, people, they just read it right off the website. But, but let me also spell your last name, because when they go to Amazon to order your book, they'll want to know how to spell Frates. And it's F-R-A-T-E-S, F is in Frank, R-A-T-E-S. And her most recent book, is called Paving the Path to Wellness, a guide to thriving with a healthy body, peaceful mind, and joyful heart. And honestly, she embodies that and best of all, knows how to teach others to develop it without forcing you to you know, go to Tibet or learn Chinese or give up everything you like and become a self-denying willpower person. She's all about going with your strengths and developing them and enjoying life. So, so Beth, first of all, congratulations on your recent election to the presidency of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. Thank you so much. It really is an honor. I'm delighted to fill that position and can't wait. I start actually in earnest as president in 2022. I'm right now president-elect and really loving this work, trying to so move so tell me, what is lifestyle medicine? Yes. So lifestyle medicine is the use of exercise prescription, nutrition prescription, sleep prescription, 
social connection prescription, stress reduction prescription, and then avoidance of risky substances. So there are six pillars of lifestyle medicine, mm-hmm. and we really honor all six. And to be well, as you mentioned in your introduction, and to thrive, we really need to utilize all six pillars. And in this Paving the Path to Wellness book, we talk about all six pillars and more. Name those six again, because those kind yeah. of zip Absolutely. Yeah. Exercise, nutrition, mm-hmm. sleep, mm-hmm. stress reduction, social connection, mm-hmm. and then avoidance of risky substances. Mm-hmm. So does that include toxic people? That's fantastic. I talk about that in social connection. Good, no, good. I'm not kidding. We talk good. about the lilies and the leeches. Oh, good. Uh, and I, how important it is to fill your vase with, with lilies and to really think about the people that bring out the best in you, that honor you, that support you. And you probably remember Julius Siegel and you know Bob Brooks here. He talks about the charismatic adult, the person from whom you gather strength. So you're one of those people. I'm honored to (laughs) tell you and to share with you today in in public (laughs) on your podcast. The truth is you are a charismatic adult in my life, meaning Whenever I'm with you, if we're having lunch together, if we're talking, if we're on Zoom, you bring me energy, you bring me peace. You don't do it purposely. It's your presence, it's your being, it's your your friendship, it's your support. Just you as a human, you are someone that is a lily and a charismatic adult for me. And I care. You, you do the same thing, Beth. You know that. I'm I'm so touched that you remember my lilies and leeches. That's a, you Love know, it. how good and it not, is to cultivate lilies and get rid of leeches. Not only that, we talk about plans to how do you remove these leeches that are often lodged yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. deeply. And it's very, very challenging. But your you work- be, I, I want to I brag on myself. You'd be very proud of me. I yes. just bought this, this ring here. Yes. And it's called an Ura ring, O-U-R-A. Yes. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, well, this company, you should connect with them because the guy who runs it is local. Okay. And it, and it, it tracks everything. And I, I put oh. it on my finger. And every morning I get a report on my sleep, with the stages of my sleep, when I woke up, when I went to sleep, how much REM, how much deep sleep, how much light yes. sleep. And it, it tracks my heart rate. And then gives heart rate variability. It, it, it gives me a whole slew of information that's right up your alley. And all I have to do is wear it on my finger. And it, and, it, and it sends the data to my iPhone. And there's an app. I'm not here plugging my aura ring, but it, it's, it's uh, just so much of what you're talking about. I'm not a health nut like you are. I wish I were, but, but this is pretty simple to do. You know, and I, but I'm all in favor of doing it. So how do you deal with a difficult patient like me where i'm i'm not at the gym every morning and, and i'm not eating crunchy granola and, and meditating like a good boy should <laughs> but, but i do i do i do i also do have calm that app on my on my iPhone. So i'm trying to so how do you take an average slob like me and get, get me to get me to get me to fall in line <laughs> 
Okay, well, so so many things are there, Ned, that I have to I have to address. First of all, you're no nothing average, and you're not a slob. None of this is at all an accurate representation. You're being silly and funny as usual, and and I get that. I do want to go back to that ring mm-hmm. and accountability and watches and bands and lots of different things that we can utilize to keep ourselves accountable. I like to think about it as an exploration, being curious, Ned. So for someone like you, who maybe doesn't naturally gravitate to these, all six of these healthy habits, so maybe someone like you will get a ring and and think more closely about that. So, but the first thing I would do is someone who maybe doesn't love to go out for a jog or love kale, or I would say, let's get on the curious journey together and let's discover joy. That's the thing. When we discover joy and love, we start really following, right? It takes love to lead us. What do we love doing? Who do we love? What do we love about this life? So once we figure out where we find joy, our Mm -hmm. spot of joy, we can get moving. So for you, I already know because I have insider information, but squash, there was a time that you were out playing squash at least once a week yep, yep. with your very good friend. Yep. So I know that you like connection. I already know you like yep. social connection. You are going to meet your friend and you are not going to miss that appointment. That's so right. for you, that's a huge draw. You are a little competitive. So you <laughs> like the squash because <laughs> it's a game, right? You like to play a game. Exactly. You just keep focus stay focused on what's happening and stay engaged in this. And there's a point system. And so that's great for you. So I would start with that joy that I know you have. And I, and I would say, are you, are you still playing squash with your friend? Well, I had, since COVID happened, we haven't, but we still meet every other Tuesday at our squash time. So we, we have a zoom encounter we want to get back out on the court, you know, so I, I, I did have two hip replacements, but I can, well, the only thing that changed is it, I used to beat him. Now he beats me, but we, we want to, we want to get back out on the court. And, 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 and another element for me is inspiring friends like you or my friend, John Rady, who's big yeah. on exercise and his book spark, I'm sure you know about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who told me to get a Fitbit. So I, I got this ring and, you know, so I do listen to my wise advisors like you and John, and you know, and he says just what you say: find some form of exercise that you enjoy, and when you in- introduce connection and competition, then I then I get excited about it. Exactly. So I would ask you this question: I would say, so your friend is meeting you every other Tuesday, and you're sitting and you're talking, which is terrific. I would just ask a couple of things. Could you stand? Could you FaceTime him? Both of you go outside for a walk instead and compete to see who gets, who gets the most steps we could, <laughs> during the conversation. We could, we could definitely do it walking. That's a good idea. It's, it's getting colder now, so it's not quite as convenient right. as, it, as it used to be, but we could certainly do it standing up. And we yeah. could even, I mean, I just bought some kettlebells and we could even do some kettlebells while we're talking. You know, we could have the exactly. set up the iPhone and 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 do kettlebells and and you know it it it, it would that's a good idea, Beth. See, you're you're 
you you know how to sell you're a good salesperson <laughs> but what am i selling i'm selling fun yeah. i'm selling love i'm selling the beauty of of connection which is your thing and i just want to remind you that i met you two decades ago at Meadowbrook School. Was it that long ago? Because I remember <laughs> that I remember that evening when I gave that talk. Was that 20 years ago? Yeah, I believe. Okay, or was it 2005 or 2001 oh, something, okay? Quite a Close. while, quite a long. long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many kids did you have at the time? So I have John and Peter who are 22 and 20. Wow. So perhaps wow. it was more when they were five and three. So maybe wow. it was not 20 years ago. I, well, but no, but you, I remember you were raising little kids because you, you liked my idea of the cycle of excellence. And that was, so I was, so I was just going to say, and a lot of this work in coaching comes from the childhood roots of adult happiness. And your listeners well, no, that's your book, one of your 20 books or yeah, plus yeah, 20 yeah, plus books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an earlier one, of course. My the one I first met you in, but ver not not in life, I met you as an author, was in Connect, your book yes. of Connect, yes, which yeah. I reference in my lectures to students, in my workshops with patients, and in my Paving the Path to Wellness book in the social connection section, there is in fact a real page devoted to Ned Hallowell. I want to tell you that the childhood roots of adult happiness, I have recommended to several clients and I do love that cycle that mm -hmm. put together. you said connect with someone, someone that believes in you for the child, right? It doesn't have to be a parent. You said it could be a grandparent, a coach, a, a neighbor, someone that believes in the child. Connect. Yes. Then you said, let them play, mm -hmm. play at something. If it's building sandcastles if it's the cello if it's soccer if it's play play then practice practice the skill mm -hmm. practice it then you master it get some mastery for this event this uh, activity again sandcastles or cello or baseball or pitching or something and then recognition so it, it could be a teacher it could be a friend it, it could be national who knows but there's recognition for right. for yeah. the, the effort and the mastery and then it goes back to connect and you built this beautiful cycle which i use coaching oh, that's so connect, and then ned we play so you and i just did some play where okay well what do you like to do oh squash COVID. okay okay right. can you walk can you make it competitive? Oh, kettlebells. Okay. Now, right. now it's your job to do this little practice right, right. <laughs> and you'll report back in the mastery. And then I'll say for recognition, Ned, look yes. at you. <laughs> and then we'll connect again and we'll go through this cycle, which really is a kind of a coaching cycle in a way. And let me, how do you, you said, you know, you, you headed into this career and it was, you know, taking the road less traveled for sure, particularly Harvard trained doctors. Now that you've that road has become quite established, how are you going to sell it to other doctors? Are, are more and more doctors getting interested in helping their patients practice wellness instead of just get over being sick? Yes, that is the case. And when they, it's very, it's very interesting when they practice it themselves. So mm. when started in this in the CME business, uh, continuing medical education business to, to convince and collect 
physicians who could start to prescribe exercise, nutrition, sleep, we thought, let's get them to do it. So during the CME, they would exercise, they would do yoga, they would be healthy, delicious food, practice mm. meditation and deep breathing. Mm. So the act of actually doing it helps people to then counsel on it. So first you need to understand it. Of course, we need the science. Right. And you know, I have that handbook of lifestyle medicine that, that goes, it's different than the Paving the Path to Wellness book. It goes through all the science and the research that shows you if you exercise, you could increase the size of your hippocampus. Your what? Your hippocampus deep within your brain, the area of the limbic system involved with consolidating memory. It, it, so, so putting all that research together helps the physicians to think, oh, I'll try this. Then when they try it for themselves, they're much more likely to counsel on it to patients. Then when they see randomized controlled trials and big studies and meta-analyses where we're studying, as you know, multiple different trials and then making conclusions from these. And when we see time and time again, every serving of vegetable decreases your chance for a heart attack, still our number one kill by 4%. So five servings of vegetables a day will decrease our chance of having a heart attack by about 20%. If you can have eight, you're going to decrease your risk by more. And this is all by research, people evaluating, researchers, scientists looking at the data. So the data- I'll ask you a specific question. Does drinking vegetables, is that as good as eating them? In other words, a glass of V8, is that as good as eating cucumber? Well- Okay, so that's interesting. That's an interesting question. Is it as good as eating tomatoes, the full right. tomato? That's, that's got a lot of vitamins and antioxidants in it, the actual tomato. So tomatoes are good. Some people say they're not. They're nightshades or whatever is the... Yeah, and there are people that don't do well with nightshades. Nutrition is okay. fascinating because you. this is why lifestyle medicine is not one size fits all. It's, yeah. it's very individualistic. And yeah. so some people prefer to get an allergy test and check what they are sensitive to, what mm. their body reacts to. In some mm. cases, it's inflammation. And you've got to avoid those foods that create mm. inflammation for you. For mm. me, it's gluten. Gluten creates inflammation. For, for you, it may not be. It no. may be dairy. I no. found later it's also dairy for me, but maybe it's nightshades for you. It's not nightshades for me. So, so you, you don't eat gluten or dairy? That's right. What do yeah. you do for pizza and ice cream? <laughs> No, those aren't those aren't my top choices. <laughs> but if I had to, you know, if if I really wanted to, I could get a cauliflower crust pizza. Yeah. I could tomato sauce, and I could get dairy free cheeses and make it that way. I don't tend to do that. And like, there's I, plenty of ice creams that are non dairy. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't tend to go that way. But back to your, your point about how do we get physicians to buy into this process? And it is through the data because we're very data driven, but mm-hmm. then it's through experience. And what, what I know, Ned, from my residency in 2000, yeah, 2000, 1999, I graduated, did the study where we looked at physicians and we asked family physicians. It was a survey study. My most popular, the study that's gotten the most press, that's gotten the most play, it's been replicated over two decades. It's been replicated many times. And here's what we asked the physicians, the family doctors. Do you exercise? Do you strength train? Do you do aerobic activity? Then we asked, do you counsel on exercise? Do you counsel on strength training? Do you counsel on aerobic activity? Really interesting. We didn't really know what we'd find. 
Mm-hmm. What we found was if the physician exercised, they counseled on it. And it was very specific. If they did strength training, they counseled on it. If they did not do strength training, they did not counsel on it. If they do not do aerobic training, they did not counsel on it. This is back in 2000. Before yeah. I got into the lifestyle medicine movement in, in 2008. But I used that material in 2008 when we were teaching physicians about exercise prescription to say, hey, if we could get physicians to do strength training, because you know only 23% of the population does strength training. Only about 50 follows. The kettlebells count as strength training? Absolutely. You're doing it. You're doing it. (laughs) So that's what we do. And when you hit a physician, you hit their patient panel. And I'm not actually hitting. (laughs) When you educate. You're encouraging and educating a whole patient panel. Now, what we did with Paving the Path to Wellness with this book, you you really will love this book, Ned. I must get you a copy. I must bring one to your home. No, I will order it on Amazon as soon as we hang up. I will, as an author myself, I appreciate, I'll go buy my own book. (laughs) Well, right now, Healthy Learning has it in certain bookstores. The American College of Lifestyle Medicine, ACLM, American Mm -hmm. College of Lifestyle Medicine, website their bookstore sells it and the institute of lifestyle medicine bookstore sells it so it's not amazon doesn't have it don't have it yet we're waiting for the publisher to put it out on amazon the publisher has it at healthy learning american college of lifestyle medicine has it okay and the institute of lifestyle medicine has it my other Mm -hmm. books on amazon the the lifestyle medicine handbook if people are interested in lifestyle medicine itself no, but, but the- paving the path to wellness, I, I want to have that in my office because because really, yeah. I mean, every every doctor, I'm having to be a psychiatrist, but every doctor should be promoting this. And like you said, if people tailor their own. Rest, yeah. But we, what your suggestions, they're so user friendly and, you know, you're you're not coming off like a school mom saying do this, don't do that. You're inviting people to the feast of life kind of thing. I love that. And I was going to share with you, it's a workbook, this one. Mm. Maybe it's meant for people to, to reflect and think and coach themselves through mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. Just have fun. Mm-hmm. So this question here, I thought of you. And it says, do you think that your current food choices impact your emotional and cognitive health? Explain. Do you notice any changes physically, emotionally, or cognitively when you eat certain types of foods? explain it's just asking you to reflect on how food has an impact on on your body and on your mind because this is about body mind and soul this isn't just about about the body it's in it's including everything and i love page 364 ode to ned hallowell (laughs) all of our social connections but here's Here's one of the questions, for for example, in social connection, when we're talking about relationships and resilience, really think about this. Who is someone in your life who supports you during times of intense stress? How does their emotional expression support your resilience? What is it about what they do? Mm. And understand what you need and why you want to gravitate towards those lilies, towards Mm. the that can perhaps listen wholeheartedly to you with undivided attention. That's so hard these days, right? Most people, they're listening and then they're on their phone and then they're away and they're thinking about themselves. And so for me, it's when people really like you do 
give undivided attention. They're fully with you. That helps me oh, very much. It helps everybody. I mean, it, it really, I call it the other vitamin C, vitamin connect. You know, I mean, and we're starved for it. I mean, we were even before COVID, but then COVID hit and, you know, everybody just hunkered down. So we, we, we really need to get out there. I mean, I, I talk about the importance of just smiling at the person who walks past you. I mean, that just little tiny things like that give you a little burst of vitamin C. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, okay. so, it's so available. And the beauty of it is it's all free. Right. What does it cost you to smile? I mean, not much. The interesting thing about lifestyle medicine too, Ned, is that it's it's basically free. It you can walk. Yeah. yeah. And frozen vegetables are okay. Oh, yeah. back to your question, by the way. So the whole food is best. I just want to answer all questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best. But look, if the way you're gonna get veggies in and the way you're gonna get kale and greens in is by putting them in a smoothie, then that's better. Than yeah. not your system because yeah. you're getting nutrients, but you like the fiber, and and it's it's so important for us because we learn more and more about fiber and its mm-hmm. impact on the body. It is indeed fiber that our microorganisms, our microbiome, that the the bacteria in our system feeds on that fiber, creates short chain fatty acids, butyrate, propionate, acetate doesn't matter, but short chain fatty acids. And these help control metabolism, immunity. So, so, so fiber itself is, is critical. I mean, get fiber in these vegetables. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. nutrients, but the fiber is so important. So I want to put that in now uh, as it being free. So is, so, so walking, what we eat, you have to eat at some point. So just right. make there sleep right. Right. is free. prioritize it. Social connection, right. Yeah. Is, free you prior stress reduction guess what that is your breath you're using calm you're really and so maybe you're paying or maybe you're using a free app but it's free using your breath learning how to diaphragmatically breathe learning four seven eight breathing learning different breathing did you read that book breath no that's another oh it's a whole book about nose breathing versus mouth breathing it's a whole book but it changed the guys Amazing book, but you know, yeah. just the, the importance of breath. I will look at it and I will tell you, breathing changed my world. I did John Cabot Zinn's mindfulness based stress reduction CME mm-hmm. medical education mm-hmm. course uh, when my mom was living with me when she, she had dementia. Mm-hmm. It changed my life. I definitely learned how to control or to the best of my ability the sympathetic system and turn it off and mm-hmm. turn sympathetic when i needed to i'm how about, how about how about supplements what, what, what do you do what do you suggest so for people who are vegan right they're not having any animal product and that that is me now i don't classify myself as a vegan i, I don't really like to put people in boxes right right i simply eat mostly plants yeah <laughs> i eat mostly plants and that's who i am what is what's the name of that i don't know but yeah. but i basically eat whole foods and plants so a vegan can also just be eating potato chips, by the way. Pizza with dairy-free cheese is, 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 is a vegan. But I, I'm not, I am a whole food, whole food. So the, the whole, the avocado inside the avocado, not like avocado juice or, or like you yeah. said, a kale, not the smoothie. Whole food, plant predominant eater. That's, that's, that's who I am. That's my- Are there any vitamins you tell everyone to take? 
good point. That person, it's B12. You need a B12 supplement because you're not getting B12 because B12 really comes from animal product. So in that case, you know that I go to Nantucket and I get quite a bit of sun. So I get quite a bit of vitamin D. I put sunblock on and as you can tell, all as well. But if you're not getting enough vitamin D and here in Boston, we get seasonal affective disorder. You, of course, as a psychiatrist know all about this and the, the, the importance of, of that vitamin D. So mm -hmm. a vitamin supplement might be necessary for people. I would suggest checking the vitamin D level from your, from your physician. Yeah. What about fish oil? Is that, is that so worth it or not? talk about fish oil and there's a different research out there and there's been some that says oh it makes a difference and some that says i'm not sure it makes a difference but fish oil the omega-3s are, are are healthy and 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 you know how are you going to get omega-3s apart from fish well you get you can eating fish you could take a you could take a supplement you could eat walnuts they, they have they, they can also be a source for you for for omega-3s but you know that's something that you can talk about with your physician, knowing mm -hmm. what you eat and seeing if you have a deficit in omega-3, then that may be something to do. Mm -hmm. I, pres I prescribe dogs. And I took you up on that prescription. Oh, good. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> and get healthy, get a dog. Harvard Health asked me to be the medical editor because 11 years ago, I got my first dog ever. Oh, I'm so pleased to hear that. Yeah, I, 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 before I prescribed Prozac, I prescribed dogs. It, it's, uh... Well, I think that's fantastic because, you know, I, I then dug into the literature. My husband really wanted a dog. He's a dog guy, German Shepherd growing up and the bo my two boys, dog, dog, dog. Finally, yeah. I went on the internet, Ned, you yeah. know me. You can see this happening. Yeah. Went on and I said, dogs and health. And I, <laughs> I, literally, I went into PubMed. This is, I don't know, 20, well, it was 11 years ago, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Uh, I went into PubMed where you can find the medical literature and I found people who have dogs have lower heart rates. They have lower blood pressures. They meet the physical activity guidelines. Some research even showed they're less likely to get a heart attack. So I said to my husband, I looked this up after he was begging me for a dog. I said, yeah. you know, I think we should get a dog. It's not a bad idea. And I kept researching. <laughs> I woke up and he said, well, the dog's coming in February. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wasn't really ready. <laughs> he said, he said, get a dog. We paid. Changed my life and it increases oxytocin levels. You know this. You pet the dog and you, if you check your urinary oxytocin, yeah. you, you find that your oxytocin levels go up. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I tell my patients, if you must have a cat, that's okay too. But so well, now, now we have one dog and two cats. So it's. Uh, I think there's research though. If you pet the cat, I think, yeah. I think there's also. Research. It's just cats don't necessarily like to be petted as much as dogs do. So true, so true. Because I'm a, I grew up with a cat, so I, I love cats too. But yes, so that's 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 not free. I was going to say that's lifestyle medicine in a way too. It, it helps you to exercise, helps you to be mindful. Right. Dog makes you live in the present. Well, because they're chewing your shoe. Squirrel or a leaf or or their noses in the yeah. snow. You just get back to again the joy. The joy of life, the joy, the joy of living, the dog, the wagging of the tail. You come home and the dog is just wagging its tail. So I'm happy to see you. I know that that's uh, 
Well, that's a great place for us to wrap up. You are you are just an angel, Dr. Beth Frates, F-R-A-T-E-S. It's a wonderful what you're doing for lifestyle medicine. You you've basically pioneered this specialty that we desperately need because you know better, far better to prevent disease than treat disease. And and the inducement is not just health, but happiness. I mean, you're you're happier, healthier, everyone. That's for sure. And so why not do the pretty small steps, take the rather small steps to promote that and, and cultivate that? And and uh, and you lay it all out in this wonderful workbook that I'm going to get, Paving the Path to Wellness, a guide to thriving with a healthy body, peaceful mind, and joyful heart. It's just so wonderful to offer. It's right there for the taking. All you have to do is get the workbook, start paging through it. it it's not homework it's just it's joyful exploration and I, I promise you you'll love the way she lays it out and like i said i'm a i'm a tough study i just want to you know chill out and and watch football on tv but but beth gets me off the couch and gets me walking with the dog and gets me uh skipping down the street it's a it's a wonderful thing that you do i i really commend you so much for pioneering this specialty and bringing this all good news it's such good news you know most doctors deal in bad news and you're a purveyor of of really good news really useful practical doable why the hell not do it you know kind of stuff that um that and you package it beautifully so you've done the work and all people have to do is is go out and practice it Thank you. I can't thank you enough for joining us. And I, I have to do a little wrap up here. Uh, thank you all for listening today. If you have comments or questions, please send them to different at hallowellcenter.org. That's the word different at hallowellcenter.org. If you have any <clears throat> questions, comments, show ideas, someone like Dr. Frades that you'd like me to invite on, we are here for you trying to build a community of interested people and people who want to embrace difference. Traditionally, people fear difference or punish difference or sequester difference. Well, we want to encourage you to embrace it by doing what Beth did, by saying, this is a path that we need to walk down. Let's walk down it and look what she's done in 15 years. It's the biggest growing medical specialty and it started off as a afterthought. You know, that uh, think about your own difference and, and how you want to cultivate it. Thank you so much, Beth, for joining me, and thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ned.